what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? OMG! We have a word today. This is a strong word, it's a powerful word, and I think it'll hit from the minute you hear it, so I'm just gonna dive right into it. The word that we're actually gonna be diving into is patience. (laughs) Our favorite, right? Patience. Now, I'm a word nerd, so I'm gonna give you a definition. We know what patience feels like, we know what the lack of patience feels like, but here is what the word says patience is. The capacity, keyword, capacity, to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Oh man, (laughs) I'm done right there, right? This is just the definition. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. I don't know about you. But patience to me is supernatural. In my own strength, in my own understandings, in my own understanding, I have a limited capacity in my human self to accept, tolerate, delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Am I right? Come on. So I am going to take us on a a mini journey on today about how we can, in these moments where we are worried about something that we think that we need, where we are overwhelmed, when we are stressed out, when we are in fear, when we're distracted, when we're just caught up, right? We're not in peace, we're not in contentment, we're not in faith. When we're having these moments, right? Borderline meltdown moments, a couple of things that we can do to really practice and bring us back into alignment because that's truly where our power is. And if there's one thing 2020 has really been revealing, it's not so much lack of patience. It's not so much lack of faith. It's not so much doubt and unbelief. It's just the power of focus. Did you catch that, right? It's not that I lack faith. It's not that I lack right? It's not, it's not that at all. It's not that I am full of fear. It's that I'm not focusing, right? There are so many things every day that fight for our focus every day, right? But if I am choosing faith, my faith is getting stronger. If I'm choosing to be patient, I am growing in those moments, right? Something is actually happening. Something is shifting and changing in me when I choose to activate these spiritual powers that I do have on the inside. Patience is powerful, okay? So I'm going to share a couple of scriptures to back up the word patience 
and that really highlight this capacity because I do not believe that this capacity to tolerate delay, trouble, suffering is human. I believe that that's human partnering with super and giving you supernatural, right? So here are a couple of verses to set this up. One of them is Proverbs 15, 18. And really, when it comes to patience, just read Proverbs. <laughs> but Proverbs 15, 18 says, hot tempers cause arguments, but patience brings peace. Do you want to test that one out or do you know? <laughs> you know, you know. Okay. Another one, Ecclesiastes 7, 8, the end of something is better than its beginning. Patience is better than pride. So this is teaching that really not so fun word that's also in the word, long suffering, right? Sometimes the long can feel very long <laughs> when you are learning and really growing in this, right? Another one describing love, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient and kind. So I'm not acting out of love when I'm angry, when I'm forceful. I'm acting out of fear. I'm acting out of control. I'm acting out of anxiety. Those things aren't of God, right? It's not jealous or conceited or proud, and it's not arrogant, okay? So if one of my aims in life is to be more loving, patience is a vehicle that helps me attain that, okay? James 5.8 says this, You must also be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord is coming near. So this is telling me that patience is a choice, right? And then I will give you, you know this one. This is one that sort of warrants an eye roll sometimes, <laughs> particularly in moments where we feel anxious, right? This is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So that's the last one that I'm going to share here as we go into this message, but this one is key. So this, this verse, Philippians 4, 6, is actually highlighting that we will be tempted to be anxious. There are going to be things that are, are, are tempting us to, to get distracted, to take a detour into fear, to really need to reroute and to recalculate, right? To, to wander. We are prone to wander, right? So this verse is telling us, do not be anxious about anything. It's not saying that you're not going to have reason to be, but it's saying don't. Like there's another option. And here's the other option. In everything, by prayer, okay? So prayer is powerful. It says in the word, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So prayer is powerful. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> so this is like ice cream with the cherry on top, right? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So how I usually break this down is I've noticed in my prayer and my own process, particularly in, in the beginning of developing my relationship with God, I would beg and I would plead and I would not really have faith. <laughs> and I would ask for things that it's that have already been done, right? Jesus, because of Jesus, it is finished. So if it's already done, if it's already available to me, why am I begging for it? God already gave it to me, right? So I could start to see that I had this trend about really asking but not actually believing. So what I started to do was not just by prayer and supplication, 
I started adding that extra to it. This is an okay time to be extra. Started adding the Thanksgiving to it. So thank you God that. Thank you God for. Thanking God that you are, right? So start thanking God for things that maybe you need to start general, but start thanking God for the things that you are aware of. And what it does is it gradually starts shifting your focus and it starts shifting you back into alignment, right? Because God gives us this peace that surpasses all understanding, but we're not always tapped in and tuned into that. Okay? It's like a radio station. A lot of times we're tuned in to different frequencies. God has a solid frequency, but we're not always on that station. That's why I say God's vibes matter, right? So thinking about this verse, when you are anxious, what are some of the trends that happen for you? For me, for example, I tend to go into overthinking. I call that future tripping, (laughs) where I'm thinking about the future and all these scenarios and how I have to make it work. But I quickly remember if I have to make it work, then I'm going to have to be the one that sees it all the way through, right? And God's God's not on that, right? And I want God to guide and direct me. I want God to be in it, right? Because if God gives it to me, then it's solid. But if it's on me, I, I, I know that I could fail, right? So think about that for you. What are some of the things that you do? I know that I tend to go silent, right? Radio silent. <laughs> when I'm processing a lot, Um, or if I'm anxious, I tend to be a little bit more emotionally inconsistent, right? Like just restless. I I just got to be doing something, right? Like I am not at rest. I'm not seated in Christ in my soul. (laughs) My mind is going one way. My emotions are somewhere else. My heart is heavy, right? So those are some of the things that I've noticed when I'm anxious could go on. I tend to be a doer, so I can just see that, oh, I'm going into like overproduction. So I have learned in my journey that to counter that, I need to be still and know. I need to abide in the Lord. I need to seek the Lord. I need to get out a journal. (laughs) I need to turn on some worship music. I need to literally start doing some centering techniques or practices or start using my tools, right? to really help me get into a space where I can pray with Thanksgiving, okay? And sometimes you just gotta do it right where you are, like in your car, go to the bathroom if you need to, like just go somewhere where you can get aside with God, right? So just think about that for you. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, oh yeah, I'm definitely patient. (laughs) And one being like, what's patience, right? Where are you at? How have you been? handling things, right? And have you been just succumbing to anxiety? Because we do get a choice. We can choose anxiety. That's an interesting thought, but it says we don't have to be anxious, right? If it's up to us, we probably will be actually, but we can invite God into our situations and circumstances and we can choose by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let our requests be made known to him, right? Okay, so here are some of the steps that I promised when you find yourself after this this rating, right? Like if you realized, ooh, I'm a, uh, I'm at a two. <laughs> I am not working my patience, and I'm afraid to pray about that because that means I'm going to be given many circumstances where I'll get to practice being patient, right? So here are some of the things that you can do to shift into patience, okay? 
sometimes we need some steps. There is a, a quote from a book called The Course of Miracles. I kind of had a very interesting journey until I just was all in on the Bible, right? But A Course in Miracles has this quote, and it says, laugh at the ego's tiny mad ideas. And I think that's spot on. It's it's essentially laughing at the enemy, right? So this also highlights that it's not always God that's talking to us. And it's really important to develop a history and develop a relationship with God so you can really discern God's voice, right? Because just like we have physical senses, right? We have these spiritual senses as well. We can dream with God. We can really get words or impressions. We can hear different, we can hear God's voice, right? We can see colors sometimes and we can get words of knowledge. There's many different senses that we have that we can develop spiritually. So it's important to recognize that ego is edging God out. So when we've done that, we're listening to fear, we're listening to ego, (laughs) we're listening to some sort of cray, right? Where we've not centered in, we're not in alignment, we're not abiding in God. And that, that would warrant the question, well, if we're not abiding in God, is this of God, right? And is this gonna serve me? If I play this movie out, right? Is this gonna serve me? So laugh at the ego's tiny mad ideas. Laughter is prayer too. <laughs> Just like God collects our tears, laughter is incredibly healing. It's it's a form of praise, it's a form of worship, it's prayer, right? Like we're we're demonstrating faith, right? That this circumstance is not bigger than my God, that this thought is not bigger than my God, that where where I am right now, this you know, condition that I'm facing, this challenge that I'm up against, whatever it is, it's not bigger than my God. My God is greater, right? So I can laugh at it because I know that God's got it. And I know that this is going to shift in my favor, right? So there's another really great quote to set up these um, tasks here, really. But this one is by St. Francis, and it says, faith isn't asking for help. It's knowing that help is on the way. Oh my God, that's so good, right? So that's actually why, according to Philippians, that we can pray with thanksgiving, right? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We can pray with thanksgiving because we know help is on the way. So we're relieved, right? And we might not see it. We might not know when. We might not know how, but we know it's on the way. So we can pray, right, with thanksgiving. So faith isn't asking for help. It's knowing that help is on the way. So powerful. Okay, so here are some of the tools that you can use. Number one, whenever you are feeling anxious, whatever that looks like for you, right? Sometimes you can notice your breathing is changing. A lot of times that does happen. We breathe really shallow. Uh, We don't breathe deep at all when we're anxious. So notice what's going on for you, but notice a fear-based thought or feeling that you're experiencing. Just have some ways that you can practice self-awareness. Super powerful, right? How are you going to distinguish if a thought is your thought or God's thought, right? How are you going to really recognize that, ooh, this feeling is actually rooted in this fear, right? You start doing that by paying more attention, by thinking about what you're thinking about. You could keep a thought journal. You could 
you know, some people have hair ties that they they snap, right? Sometimes you see that in addiction recovery, but it's kind of pulling you back into awareness for a second. Um, Reminders on your phone. You can always make this easier for you, right? But having things that are helping you to pay attention is very powerful. But the first step would be notice the fear-based thought that you're experiencing whenever you are feeling anxious, whenever you've got some crazy thoughts that are building momentum, because this is kind of how it happens. We have a thought And once we think that thought, right, other thoughts typically follow that. We start building momentum and we start feeling some kind of way about that, okay? And we're literally putting energy in motion that is causing us to take action or causing us to get stuck and to stall and to procrastinate and just, you know, paralyze ourselves essentially, right? So the first step when you are in these situations of feeling out of control, uh, and, and really just stressed or overwhelmed and distracted by it all. You give into that temptation, you give into that anxiety, right? Notice the thought or the feeling. Notice it so that you can catch it faster, right? The second step would be to forgive yourself for having that thought. This could be repentance, right? Or it could just be forgiving the thought, releasing the thought. So that could look like, sound like, God, I repent for giving this giving into this anxiety, right? Your word tells me not to be anxious. So right now, God, I pray that you take this thought, that you renew my mind with the mind of Christ, that you help me to face this challenge, this situation with your wisdom. Guide and establish my steps now. I thank you for it, God. Thank you that you guide and establish my steps, that you lead me in your perfect will. Thank you, God, that you are my protector Thank you, God, that you are my best friends. Thank you, God, that you are my guide, that you are my comforter, that you provide for all of my needs, that you go before me and that you are my rear guard. Thank you, God, that you are good and that you are working this all out for my good in Jesus' name, right? So powerful, right? Literally in that moment when you're praying and you're centering it, prayer just hones you in into a conversation with God. So when you can close your eyes, when you can pray, you can literally start shifting your entire atmosphere. Very, very powerful, right? And then God, when you are able to apply the word to a situation, God's word does not return void. That's not why, that's why I'm not a huge fan of just affirmations, right? There's a time and place for that, but I would much rather release, meditate on, release, prophesy, declare God's word because I don't want God's word to return void. I want God's word to produce fruit, right? So that's an example of how you can shift. You can literally turn, recognize that thought, right? And then you can turn from it. You can release it to God and trust that he's going to give you the new thought to think, the new action to take that he will bring peace, let peace overtake your soul, right? And you can give yourself grace to approach your life differently. Wow, like I forgive myself for being so controlling, right? Or or so uh, fearful, right? And I thank you, God, that you comfort me, right? Like you can shift out of it by forgiving yourself or forgiving the thought, which whichever in that moment is easier to grab. Sometimes we have a hard time uh, with our own relationship with ourselves. So if it's just releasing the thought first, start with the low hanging fruit. (laughs) The next step would be choose again, choose the new thought. So for example, 
what does God say? He says, do not be anxious, right? But what would be an opposite of that? That's usually how I like to find the promises that apply directly to a circumstance or situation so I can speak that into the situation. The word tells us to speak to our mountains, right? This mountain, whatever your mountain is, hear the word of the Lord, right? So we want to be able to release God's word and a specific word to whatever it is that you're facing. And also note the opposite here of being anxious. There's a verse that says, be bold and courageous, right? Thank you, God, that you activate your boldness and your courage in me. I choose to be bold and courageous in Jesus' name. And then watch supernatural strength and courage and boldness take over, right? Whether that comes through as an idea, whether that comes through like a a boost of energy, right? Like you didn't need your coffee. You didn't need that like break, right? Like you just got this second wind, so to speak. So just apply that. This is what you can do when you're having these ego, tiny mad ideas running around your head, right? and it's starting to build momentum and it's getting overwhelming, notice the fear-based thought or feeling, forgive yourself for having the thought or forgive the thought and choose again. So really it's recognize, repent, (laughs) and then declare, okay? And then really just pay attention. Look out with expectancy, with hope, with joy that God's gonna show up, that he's going to do something. So look for evidence of God doing something, right? It might not be what you want or what you need, but it's usually better. (laughs) And it's gonna happen in ways that you don't always anticipate, right? That you can't think or imagine. So be on the lookout for that. The other thing or a different set of steps that you can follow if you find yourself in a situation like this, here is what you can do. Number one is forget what you think you need. I know this sounds weird and it's not something that we can just do, right? So usually forgetting what we think we need, really what it is, this is the ask part, right? The word says ask, seek, knock, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, pursue God. So I usually like to say like instead of thinking about what I need and and how I don't have it or how it doesn't look like what I think it should look like, all of that puts me into crazy making patterns and cycles and behaviors and thoughts and emotions, right? So forgetting that, I've got to remember to do something else. So that's where I put all of my energy. I like to say, stop, drop, and pray. (laughs) So I usually stop, drop, maybe not literally, but I literally stop what I am doing and I shift and I turn to God and I ask God for what it is that I need. God, I need help. God, have mercy. I, I bring, God, your your divine wisdom into this situation. God, release your supernatural strength on me now, right, as I face this. Whatever it is, you could be going into a meeting, you could be having a phone call, there could be other things on your calendar that you need to show up for and you don't feel equipped, Right? So sometimes it's just checking back in with God, right? And going to him. Then it is also, I like to add that God bring about the solution of the highest good, his highest good, right? Because sometimes gripping to an outcome or thinking that it can only happen this way by this time is not the highest good. And that's not the highest good for all, right? So I'm usually praying for that and I just then feel a release and a shift happen. So forgetting what you think that you need happens by asking God for help, right? 
and that he deliver the help for the highest good. And then I, the next step here would be get back into service, right? Get back into service. So you are here to be light. You are here to be an ambassador for God, right? So what does that look like right where you are? Shift back into that mode because usually when we've gotten so focused and fixated on fear, we lost our focus, right? So when we lose our focus, it's no surprise that faith goes, (laughs) right? That faith goes, that confidence goes, that boldness goes, that energy goes, right? So we need to prepare the way for the Lord. And we do that by asking, right? We And getting out of the way and just being busy about his business so he can get busy about our business, right? A couple of thoughts here. Patience comes from faithfulness, okay? Patience comes from faithfulness. So what I do, I just choose. I am deciding to be patient, right? God, Thank you for your gift of patience. I choose to be faithful in this moment. And I thank you that this shifts for the highest good in Jesus name. And it can be simple, right? It doesn't have to be complicated at all. It's just having this constant connection with God throughout the day. Okay. And then there's another verse, strangely enough, from this course of miracles that I have remembered. It says this, those that are certain of an outcome can afford to wait and to wait without anxiety. And again, it's like Philippians, right? It's saying the same thing in a different way. Certainty, right, is is this word, right? We're sure, we're certain, we've got conviction. So if we're we if we know that God's got it, right? It's almost like being a leader or a manager or supervisor or a boss, right? Where you're over other people and you're leading them. If you delegate tasks to them, depending on the type of leader that you are, <laughs> often you're not checking in every five minutes, right? You release the task to them and you trust that when it's finished, they'll come back, right? So it's similar here. When there's this certainty that it's going to be done and that it's going to be done well, that we trust, right? We surrender it to God. We give it to God, which means we're not going to take it back. We give it to God and we trust that when the time is right, as his word says, God is faithful, right? And he keeps his word. So when the time is right, he will make it happen. So I, with certainty, know that God is good, that he's going to bring about the highest good. So my work is to align and to really let go and allow God to move in this situation. And I can let go, when I'm letting go, I'm not letting go of the goal or the vision, right? I'm letting go of all of the things that are not of God, that are not in aligned, that are not aligned with that vision, that are out of alignment, right? Any Anything that's producing that muddiness, that's taking away my clarity. So I'm, I'm letting go of the doubt. I'm letting go of the fear. I'm letting go of the impatience. I'm letting go of the resistance so that I can flow with God again. Because that's where my power is. My power is when I'm in peace. My power is when I'm in contentment. My power is when my faith is activated. That's where these great ideas come from. That's where the second wave of energy comes from. That's where I can really be led because I can actually pay attention to my spiritual senses and I can count on them when I need them in the moment. A lot of times when I am forcing or pushing or resisting, I'm not paying attention to any anything that's going on supernaturally. I worked myself up in a whole hot mess, right? And I didn't count on my spiritual my supernatural gifts, my tools, none of that. 
I didn't call any of that into action. So none of that is helping me unless I, I give it direction, right? I got to give it direction. So forgetting what you think you need doesn't happen by like, yeah, I forget. It happens by doing something. It happens by asking God to bring about his highest good in this situation. And patience comes just from being faithful, right? It might feel like, man, I've tried and tried and tried. And I haven't gotten a result yet. Try again. Show up again. Be the light again. Give the encouragement again. Shine even brighter today, right? Like whatever that is, be faithful and be certain that God is working on it. If you gave it to him, he's working on it. And even deeper than that, it is finished, right? So think about those different scenarios. If you were to practice a active visualization where you just play out scenarios for a few minutes, I sometimes like to set a timer. I usually just like to close my eyes and visualize this, right? But I take a, a word of God and I visualize these different scenarios of the situation shifting through that, okay? So visualize these scenarios, right? What does this situation that you're facing look like when God is introduced into it, right? What does it look like if it's already finished? If God has already done the highest good, what does that look like, okay? But deeper, how do you show up? If you're already certain, if you know that it's finished, if you know that it's working out, which is faith, man, it's faith lifting right there. <laughs> Just like weightlifting, this is faith lifting for sure, but if you know that it's done, if you've got that certainty, if you've got that conviction, you're not caught up in your mind. You're not in anxiety. You're just preparing the way for the Lord. Like you're busy about his business. You're busy about moving that needle forward on whatever the divine inspired action is that he gave you last, right? You're being faithful in what he's given you to do, right? That's all That's all that you need to do. Be faithful in what he's given you to do. Pray activate your faith and be faithful in what he's given you to do. And that is forgetting what you think you need because God already knows what you have need of, right? He's already provided a solution before you pray, before you ask. And that's why you can thank him, right? It's really powerful when we know that someone's got our back, right? In the natural, when we know someone's got our back, <laughs> we've got some kind of backup plan, that is really empowering, right? However, there isn't a backup plan with God because he's got it. He's got it all. What's that song? He's got the whole world in his hands. It's true. It's true, right? But are you going to believe that and are you going to trust him? That does require a lot of inner fortitude, a lot of inner strength. It means that I'm not going to let my mind go crazy because I'm going to partner with God. So I'm going to discipline my mind. I'm going to take every thought captive that's exalting itself above the truth. When my emotions are going crazy, I will be still. I will pray. I will put the word to work. I will employ the word in my life. I will tell it what to do and release it to do it, right? And then I will praise God and I'll wait in expectancy and I'll trust that he will provide for all I need, whether that's a new thought, whether it's bringing peace to me, whether it's bringing strength and energy to me, focus and clarity to me, whether it's connecting me to the right people, putting me in the right place at the right time, I'm trusting that he's got it. And now I'm in step with it, okay? So that changes my entire physiology, really. And this I have found is just so, so powerful, right? Those that are certain of an outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. So sometimes we not, might not feel certain of an outcome. And as you're growing with God, it can feel hard 
to difficult at times, right? To trust that he is certain, right? Maybe we don't know God as a God of faithful, God of faithfulness, that he is faithful, that he is good, that he is certain, that he is sure, that he is trustworthy. Maybe we don't know that God. Maybe we're comparing him to what we've experienced in the world, right? Or an earthly father that maybe was absent or that we never knew or that showed us a lot of poor examples and behaviors, right? So so there can be a stretch here, but my encouragement if that is happening for you, and this wasn't part of the message, so this is for somebody, but my encouragement if this is happening for you is that you can pray about that too. <laughs> Thank you, God, that you increase my faith. I repent for having little faith. God, help me to grow in my knowledge of you. Help me to be aware, God, and more intentional about how I relate with you in my life. Help me to recognize, God, how much you love me. Show me, God. Show me how much you love me, right? Show me what that means. Help me to put my trust in you. Help me to to really see and experience you in a fresh way in Jesus' name, right? It can just be something in the moment. I like to just turn these thoughts and these feelings into humble, honest conversations with God. And they usually turn into situations I never could have seen coming because God's on it, right? So at any rate, I hope this message blessed you on today. I know that when we think of the word patience, it's one of those that we go, mm. <laughs> it's deep, right? But the encouragement that I have for you, the good news that I have for you, the joy, mm, we could all use some more joy, right? Joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy that I have for you on today is that you absolutely can choose a new thought. You can choose to activate faith. You can choose to activate strength, courage, boldness, right? And you can see God show up and show out in your life if you will stretch like that, right? There's a reward. I feel like there's an extra reward for those that will choose that and will stretch for that, right? You don't have to go through suffering right? On your own. And in fact, we can't, right? If you've ever had an addiction, if you've ever really suffered through some things silently, we can't do it on our own, right? We, we need help and we know where our help comes from. So that's really encouraging. And then God will always guide you to the tools, to the teachers, to the principles that you need next that you're ready for, right? There's a, a quote that I love also that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so that's very much how God works. When you're ready, he's a gentleman, right? He gives you that next thing that you need and that you're ready for. So be encouraged on today. Amen? <laughs> All right, guys. If you would really love to do some more of this inner work, man, we need to now more than ever level up our inner game so we can win in this outer game, right? So there is a course over on my website, julianapage.com. It's called You 2.0, and it does all of this deep reflective work. There are so many practical tools. If you feel short on tools, man, this girl hooked you up. So go check that out if that's of interest to you. It is a self-paced study, so even if you feel like you're busy, these are shorter segments. It's designed to be done in six weeks, although man, whatever you're ready for, <laughs> you can accelerate that if you're ready. 
So go check out that course. I also have coaching programs as well. So if you've ever thought of working together, I do have some spots open for that. So you can go check that out over on julianapage.com. You can set up an initial just discovery call to see if we're a good fit. And then there's also the God's Vibes Matter books. There's a devotional over there a book on reclaiming your spiritual authority. I mean, I know that I didn't know <laughs> that I, I had authority. So I felt like in a lot of ways, I was just walking around the world naked, right? And that is not a fun way to walk around. So that book is really, really powerful and eye-opening. And then there's another one, which was really important for me to write with God, because I knew when I really stepped into professional coaching that there was something missing and it was God. <laughs> I had an experience a spirit led program. So I wrote a book on how to really co labor with God, how to take you out of the center of your life and really build every area with God. So that book, so, so powerful. And a lot of the coaching techniques and trainings that I offer have to do a lot with that. So that's another helpful tool as well. And then if you haven't checked out YouTube, that's another place where you can get messages like this. I typically release around five a week. So you can go subscribe and be alerted that you can catch these new messages as you're ready. All right, guys, that's all I got. But until next time, stay blessed. 